want to build a six-figure income based on converting buyers or want to take your six-figure income to maybe 250k a year you can do that with my buyer strategies stay tuned and we'll tell you how welcome to the real estate agent playbook helping you win at the game of real estate every day here is your host jeremy king Chances are your broker, your team leader, limiting your growth. I'm here to help you with that. I have created a strategy for newer agents to come in, build buyer strategies, leverage those into listing strategies, and absolutely dominate your business. My name is Jeremy Kane with the Real Estate Agent Playbook. I absolutely love helping agents win at the game of real estate every day. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please share the podcast with your favorite real estate agent. We're helping grow that community as well as like, comment, subscribe if you're watching on the YouTube channel. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, check out the podcast and vice versa. I look forward to dropping value in this episode. So let's get right into it. So let's let's start a little bit about this. And, and chances are your broker, or your team lead are jamming one strategy down your throat. And this is something that I referenced earlier, but I definitely want to kind of double click on because as as a entrepreneur and a leader of many agents in my organization, it absolutely boggles my mind that people are jamming one strategy down all of these agents throat limiting their potential as an agent contributing to the failure rate in real estate, which is absolutely what I'm here to help avoid and help reduce the failure rate and absolutely explode the success rate because I know how much money can be made in this business. I know how life-changing real estate can be not only for clients, but for agents. And so if you're in that situation, there's nothing that I would like more than to have a conversation with you about leveling up your business and making that game plan. So First things first, leads are not business. We are constantly told, hey, you need leads, 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 okay? And that's where you get sucked into making the 200 calls a day, making the door knocking, you know, call rounds, you know, X amount of social media posts. Definitely share everything you're ever doing on social media, your personal page, your business page, and your IG and all of those things. And the truth is, is that that's how some people build business and that's okay and it may work. However, it's not how many people build their business. There is no team lead or .com that can provide you leads without costing you big time money to help you become a successful entrepreneur and create the financial freedom that you got into the business to create. Absolutely not possible. If you are getting shoved into a bucket or you feel like it's not necessarily, you know, catering to all of your strengths, then that's where a change needs to be made. I will tell you, a change does not need to be made in the leads that are given, the leads that are handed out, or anything of that nature. A change needs to be made in your conversion, okay, and what you're doing. And so let's go down the conversion rabbit hole a little bit here. So conversion is something that's often looked at, you know, what what's your sales strategy? A lot of sales calls and scripting and all of that. And the conversion really lies in putting yourself in contact with people that you are like-minded with, and you can help them make a life change by purchasing or selling real estate. And so when you put yourself in those shoes, it's a lot different than, oh, I use this sales script or I use this strategy to trick them into becoming clients. And now here we are. Now we have a client, maybe they're not as ready or they're not as educated, but it's a lead. It took a conversation and now eventually they'll turn into a transaction. All these leads, everything is based on conversion statistics and all of that if you're you know not dialing 200 times a day you're not going to get that one or two possible lead and 
you know, you have to be good at it. You have to practice. You have to get the scripts to get that one lead over the hump. I'm here to take that, you know, less than 1% conversion rate and have every conversation turn into a potential off option. And, you know, certainly it doesn't happen just on the phone talking to strangers. Absolutely a great way to build business if you're dedicated and that aligns with your personality, your disc profile, whatever. Some people are great at it. Some people have built a great business doing so. But it's not just dialing these random leads and not having any conversion strategy behind it. So here it is. My secret, you may have heard it before, it's the scouting trip. And a lot of people misrepresent this. Every single agent, including those agents, those team leads, those brokers, they will tell you, don't put anyone in your car, so to speak. That's an old term because now with COVID and car seats and all the things, we don't necessarily always have people in the car. I will tell you, it's still a great opportunity when people are in your car to have conversation and build that rapport. So don't completely get that strategy out. However, putting people in your car before they're pre-approved is like send number one as a real estate agent. Well, I'm here to tell you that's probably the best way for you to change your conversion and build those relationships and build lifelong relationships that can turn into, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in commission at some point um, based on how, how we go about this. So first things first, we need to take a step back. If you know no one, right? I get that a lot. Jeremy, I don't have any network. I don't know anyone. So take a step back. You're going to find everybody that you do know, right? Or that's in your phone or that you meet at the dog park or whatever, we're going to take that. We're going to absolutely convert. So first, we're going to start off with people with jobs and people that have jobs that are living on their own, paying their own bills. Those are probably the most likely people that could be your original home buyers. So if you know no one and you have no conversations, that's your mission. Okay, we're going to try and find people who are renting and have jobs. Okay, where are we going to find those people? Um, all kinds of networking events. You could go out to dinner. You could join any sort of group. You could go to the dog park. You could go anywhere you want, right, to find these people that are renting, apartment complexes, whatever. Um, don't be the creeper that's just hanging out being like, hey, do you, uh, do you have a job? Don't do that. But you get my point. Go through your phone. Go through the people you talk to um, and find those people that are renting that have jobs. Okay, now build those relationships. Hey, I'm a newer real estate agent. I'm taking people out just to see houses. Is that something that you might be interested in? Maybe, you know, one day you can buy a home. Okay, have that conversation, put them in the car, so to speak, and get them out. Here's the rules. I, I pick four homes in four different neighborhoods, depending on their warmth as far as, yeah, I'd be open. I'd love to buy a house if it would be possible someday. Great, cool. Or I, I'm not interested in buying a home, but I'll go look at houses with you. Whatever that is, that's still a potential, right? So we're going to take them out. The goal would be to start to have the conversations about what the buying process looks like, what, what comes first. First, we find a house, then we put an offer in, then we get under contract, then we get an inspection, then we have an appraisal, then we have, you know, loan conditions, and then we close, and then you move in. Great. You know, obviously, you're going to go through each step, show that you provide value, that you understand what you're doing throughout these showings. Now, some agents are like, Jeremy, I'm just worried about getting the lockbox, making sure that the kids aren't jumping on the bed, all of the things, all of those things come into play. As an agent, you are getting experience just showing houses, having real estate conversations. And there's not a lot of high pressure because this person isn't even a buyer yet. 
And so you have have the ability to have these conversations. They're asking you questions about the house that you can answer or find the answer to. You're starting to develop uh, a system as far as showing homes and and doing that, right? And the whole process here is to maybe take some notes on things that are pain points for them. Maybe you find pain points like, oh, I hate my apartment because the, the guy above me wakes up at 5 a.m. and he must weigh a thousand pounds because he has heavy feet and you know, whatever. So you find those pain points and then you can address them later. So take notes, have people talk about what they like, what they don't like, whatever. You will use those notes to your advantage when they call you to buy a home. In the process, you're also showing your value as far as understanding the process, understanding the system and going from there. Chances are their emotion will be high. They're going to have positive emotion. People like looking at houses. Don't show them a bunch of dumps. And I'll talk about the, the you know, red flags and things not to do later. But um, they'll have that emotional piece and you will have an opportunity to say, hey, you know, this could be possible sooner than later. There's down payment assistance programs. There's you know, all kinds of things that are put in place. Would you be open to a conversation with my trusted lending partner, right? If you get to that point, you can make that close. All of a sudden you have just taken that person from wherever they were before into like, okay, this could be possible. Believing in them, being a part of their journey, connecting them with somebody who can give them hundreds of thousands of dollars to make this happen, or at least help them get prepared. And now they're much more likely to do that, right? Verse conversely, when you're talking to somebody and you're like, okay, well, you know, you, you might want to buy a house someday here, call this lender. They'll, they'll, it'll be great. They'll ask you if you have back child support. They'll ask you if, why you didn't pay that credit card. They'll ask you why you got evicted. You know, that's not what people like to raise their hand and say, all of a sudden they're like, okay, this is the dream. This is the reality. I can actually purchase a home someday. Let's figure out why. Let's talk to this person, even though I don't have $1 in the bank to do this, let's talk to this person and have them help me coach me because Jeremy just gave me, you know, some of his time to help me understand the process. And now I understand the process. So I'm sure that this person can help me get there faster, right? So you're getting them over to your lender. Now the ball's rolling. Now all of a sudden they get a gift. Now all of a sudden they're a buyer in one to two months, or maybe they're not, right? And maybe they don't ever buy a home from you, but the positiveness of that experience, the two to three to four hours that you spend with them one time is is absolutely key because it, when people start talking about, you know, hey, I'm going to buy a home this year, hey, I'm going to do this. Hey, call Jeremy. Like he'll, he'll walk you through the process. He is very knowledgeable of what's going on. He can connect you with the right people. He'll actually ask you what you're looking for in a home and so on. So, and then the cool part is once they do come back after a scouting trip, then you have notes on what they want. Right. And you can make adjustments, say all of a sudden they're married and, you know, have kids and they didn't before. But you have those notes. Hey, you know, back back a year ago when we were looking at houses, you're really susceptible to the road noise. Right. Is that still a thing? Oh, you absolutely needed a two car garage. Well, your car broke down. You don't have that car anymore. So do you need a two car garage still or just the one or, you know, whatever that may be? We, you didn't care about schools before, but now you have have a kid like are you going to be in this home for the six years you know with the kid while they're you know whatever it is and you're kind of future pacing them to be a client again before they're even a client so you have that basis and the biggest thing i hear is oh you know buyers i, I have to show them 60 70 houses before you know whatever well now i have this this guideline and maybe i have to update it maybe if there's another person another decision maker involved we do it again but 
then I can say, okay, well, you wanna see these five houses. Well, this one backs to the interstate. This one is across the street from an elementary school. You didn't want that. And this one is whatever. So now you're only looking at two houses and you're narrowing down houses before you even get there. I can't tell you how many times in my career I've walked into a house and they're like, nope, this isn't it. By something I could have figured out if I had the notes, had I had the time to look at the listing and, and actually listen to what their their deal was. You know, the big one is the major street, right? You see a beautiful home, it's freshly remodeled, it's been on the market, curb appeal's great. You don't click the button to look at the map and it's right on the interstate, right? That's a huge one. If you have a little bit of time to preliminary weed out the ones that are absolutely not because you have this information and you've been in the homes and you've asked them to talk out loud about what they like and don't like, then you're saving a ton of time by just going across town, running across town to look at that listing that they absolutely have to see today if you know they absolutely wouldn't be interested in it. So you can use this three to four hours to gain experience, to gain understanding of what these people are looking for, and to get them excited about purchasing a home or the potential of purchasing a home. Now, all of a sudden, you're like, okay, well, that wasn't a waste of time right? This person's now referred me two or three people because of this process, because I took this time. And if they don't, you're getting access to homes, you're learning how to show, you're learning how to have these conversations in a low stress environment as a new agent. So that scouting trip is huge. Um, you can also talk a lot about, you know, deal with objection handlings. I don't have enough money to buy. My credit's terrible, right? How you react to that and how you frame the answers to those questions make the conversion a little bit different, right? And so now all of a sudden you're at a happy hour and someone's like, yeah, I would love to buy, but you know, I, I have some bad credit. Oh, well, you know, this happened with one of these people and I connected them with this and they got them, they got them pre-approved within six months. Like, have you tried that? Have you thought about that? Some people you're just not going to be able to help. Some people aren't financially ready to buy a home, but if you have the, the words to say and the responses to handle those objections, the more practice you get, the more at bats you get with those conversations, which you absolutely will have with these people, you, the better you are at your job, the more conversions you have down the road. And so it's about taking at bats. Absolutely. Okay. So a couple cautions, right? Everyone's excited. They're ready to go do this. They're ready to go. You have to limit it four houses one day, and then they have to get pre-approved right? You can't show people 20, 30 houses without having a good idea of the financial piece. If they don't have the money to buy the house, then you're in trouble. The next caution is don't show them houses that are completely out of their price range. If you're dealing with renters and tenants and things like that, show them the average first time home price in your area. Because the last thing you want to do is show them something super nice and then they can only qualify for this and their expectations are too high. Well, you say, well, what if their expectations are, you know, they can't afford that first time home buyer price? Well, if they can't afford the first time home buyer price, they're getting the experience, but you're probably utilizing that to connect with people into their group that are going to be home buyers. And so you don't want to knock it out of the park. You also don't want to show them the, the shanties of the, you know, that are only flips, no loans, all of that. So find something that's reasonable based on where they're at in life. Uh, you could use a mortgage calculator to say, okay, like what's your rent? Let's see what, you know, to keep it as close to your rent as possible. Let's see what that price point is. And then you can, you know, base your decisions off of there. Don't show them a bunch of the same house. Don't show them townhouses in the same complex or all of that, because it's just about getting an idea for what they want and what they like. Also, if you're showing them four townhouses in the same complex, 
it's likely either they love them or they hate them, right? If they hate them, you're not able to have conversation and it limits conversations like this was a waste of time. So you want to show them different things, different options, different areas, because I don't know how many times they've been like, oh, well, you know, it's an extra five minutes. I can do that. Or, you know, there's six ways to get to work. So, yeah, it's a 30 minute commute, but I can probably make it a 30 minute commute, even though, you know, there might be an accident on the interstate or whatever. So you, you want to get a little bit um, creative there and not have the same house, the same style house, the same anything. Um, really, if you can have four unique properties in that price point being the, the one commonality, that would be ideal. Uh, so that's, that's that piece. Um, the next thing is make sure that you're you know, taking notes, you're open, you're not kind of overbearing on it because you want the experience to be great for them and you want them to kind of lead the ship. You want them to ask questions so you get those at-bats. And so the other thing is make sure that you're safe, right? I don't want you to go into a bunch of houses with a bunch of strangers that you don't know. Um, if you don't know them, maybe you go, you know, maybe you break it into two different days, you meet them at, you know, a coffee shop or whatever, but your safety is of utmost importance. Don't take a bunch of strangers in the houses um, and, and that kind of stuff. So make sure you you're, have that at the top of your mind um, as a new agent. In conclusion here, we're talking a lot about, you know, new agents. You need to be doing these income producing activities. You need to dial. You need to be door knocking. You need to be doing all these things but we're not really focused on the conversion skills and putting ourselves in position to have conversations about real estate outside of the script. And so this strategy is absolutely anti-script, right? You still have your things, you have your one-liners, but the ability to have that open conversation in a more, much more comfortable environment than on the telephone allows you to have some diversity in what people are asking and what people are are saying to you in order to be better at it. So as always, Jeremy Kane, like, comment, subscribe, helping agents win every single day at the game of real estate. Share this podcast with any real estate agent that you think it might help. And please like, comment, subscribe on YouTube. We'll check you later. Bye-bye.